Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's episode 24, and we're here to celebrate. We're here to say we did it. Mexico has won against Germany, a prediction that I, I, I will say only I said it. Um, but I think these two gentlemen that are going to be joining me today will uh, say it, that they said it in their hearts. They just didn't want to say it out loud, <laughs> just in case. So, uh, as always, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Mr. Dylan. Dylan, how are we? A big yeehaw from Texas. Got the cowboy hat going today, man. Got a little celebration going on. Got to celebrate that win somehow. All right, we're all we're all in gear. We're all ready and returning to the podcast from yesterday's uh, from yesterday's from last episode. It's Mr. Brian. Brian, how are we? I'm never been happier and nervous at the same time. That is right, and we're going to be talking about why we should be nervous. We'll also be talking about why it is that we are super super happy. Uh, make sure you guys do let us know in the live chat. How are you guys celebrating this Mexico win? It's what? It's been what now? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Four days since the victory, but it feels just oh, oh, so sweet. Like if it was just two hours ago. So, gentlemen, we have a packed show. We're going to break down what happened against Germany, everything that went right, the couple things that did go wrong, and exactly what we need to do and what needs to be fixed. And then, of course, we'll start We'll start talking about the uh, game against South Korea, exactly what Mexico needs to do, and how this game could potentially be even tougher than the Germany game. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds crazy because it is South Korea, but it could just be that. And then, of course, we'll uh, we'll end the show with a little bit of an update for, uh, for our Aguilas de la America. We'll let you guys know what's going on down there in Cancun. And uh, that that will pretty much be the show. But we will have plenty, plenty to talk about, gentlemen. Are you guys ready? Yes, yes sir. All right, with full gear on, with full, full tributes to Ochoa, who had an amazing game, let's talk about that Germany win. It wasn't a 4-0 the way I predicted it. <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, but uh, I think we'll talk about exactly why we think that could have almost came true. But let's uh, l- let's talk specifics here. We walk out of that stadium with a th- with a 1-0 victory with a three-goal advantage with a three-goal with three points and uh, I guess just ecstatic. Brian, how did uh, how did you take it after the after the final whistle blew? Didn't feel real. But then at the same time it was like all the good things that we said that Mexico has going for them. It's almost like it like it happened like how we thought it would if it was going to happen. So it felt like it was a dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. And to see, and to see non-Mexican outlets, like, can you believe this? Like, you know, Mexico's caused an earthquake celebrating. And <laughs> they were dominating. And it's like, what? Is this real? Like, they're talking about Mexico? And I know, right? Though they're talking about, you know, celebrating and, like, drinking and having parties with, you know, some special ladies, which I think was an overblown rumor, but uh, it's all gone now. That's gone because they finally did what they they felt they were able to do. That's right, and they were able to do so. And like our good friend Leva has mentioned in the group chat, uh, he says, told you guys last week we were going to defend and counter, and that is exactly what the team did. We'll go into the specifics, but Dylan, let me know your reactions because I know you were Snapchatting it, and the moment that final whistle blew <laughs> – it went all mayhem. Um, yeah, just just a big win, uh, full of emotion. Actually, you know, this is the, uh, the second time you know Mexico's opening game. Me and my dad got celebrated with my dad. We went out to Hooters and actually saw this game. So you know, kind of like 
uh, undefeated streak going right now for us. You know, um, last time, you know, against Cameroon in the 2014 World Cup, Mexico mm-hmm. won, and then you see Mexico win again, too. So, you know, it's really great to celebrate that win, you know, uh, full of emotion. Uh, you know, I started to tear up a little bit, you know, just because just, just it was, you know, the win, you know, especially against the number one team in the world. It was just surreal. Like, I couldn't believe it, you know. Uh, the only bad thing was is that, you know, we were at Hooters, so I had to listen to the Fox broadcast. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get to, I didn't get to, I didn't get to listen to that Telemundo broadcast until until later. Whenever I came back home and re, and rewatched it in the Telemundo broadcast. There you go. There you go, my man. You going to Hooters? Make sure you don't paparazzi be catching you at Hooters because then they're gonna put us like, <laughs> eagle eye co-host being seen with females at Hooters. He, he got he got a win win. You got Hooters and and a W. <laughs> That's I true. I can't, I can't complain hey, for, for him. The the waitress kept coming back and back. Do you, uh, do you want to order some food? And I I was just so so nervous and my stomach oh, was so upset like the that. whole game. I was just like, I can't eat right now. I just can't. <laughs> just come back uh, later. Come back later. Uh, <laughs> Either I'm gonna be eating my 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 pain away, or I'm gonna be eating to enjoy the victory. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, no. I just she just kept coming, and finally, you know, just after that, you know, I got, I got me some wings. I had to, I had to chow down some wings. <laughs> All right, nice. Of course, Happy Father's Day to all the all, all the dads that uh, we did not say Happy Father's Day to in the last episode. We apologize for that. Hopefully, uh, that Mexico gift it was uh, was more than enough. What everyone was asking, I think we all would have thought it would be the best gift if they came out with a draw. Yeah, and uh, they came out with a win, which is phenomenal. So let's talk about that win. Let's talk about what happened on the pitch. What went right? The little things that kind of went wrong. And uh, got to take one of my gloves off so I can read the lineup for you guys. It's, uh, let's see. All right. So lineup was as follows. We had Guillermo Cho in goal. On the right, we had uh, Carlos Salcedo in center back. We had Hugo Ayala. We had uh, Hector Moreno. We had on the left back, Gallardo. We had in the midfield, uh it was Hector Herrera and Andres Guardado, whilst we had Irwin Lozano on one wing. It looked like Miguel Ayun on the right wing, and then Carlos Vela in that camp position. And, of course, up top, we had Mr. Chicharito himself. Now, when you see this lineup come out, and it was kind of rumored to be this lineup just with Tecatito on the right-hand side instead of Layun, what was your initial reactions? And I'll throw it to you, Brian. What, what, was, your, what was your thought when, uh, when these lineups came out? Um, I wasn't disappointed with it. I mean, there's no glaring problems, but it usually when I'm looking at Layun that far up, I'm like, they must know something that we don't. So, and you know, the way it played out, he he wanted to speed up top for the counter, uh, with Layun and in Irving, but I'll, I mean, you could play Tecatito up there too, cause he can roll too. But, um, I, whatever, whatever the reason why he put, you know, that line out, line out, uh, line up out. It, it worked. So I mean, I'm, I have no problems with it. <laughs> That's true. I didn't have either. Uh, you, Dylan. What was your what was your thought? Uh, you know, just just a little bit nervous for the defense. You know, I thought everything else looked good, and you know, we'll get into it probably a little bit as you know the show goes on. But you know. You did, you did see that shakiness from the defense at times. And, you know, that's something I kind of expected, too, when I first saw the lineup as well. So, you know, but other than that, um, I thought it was pretty solid. You know, obviously from the rumored lineups we saw, you know, that's something that we saw. And we actually did see it, too, as well. You know, uh, obviously the fact that Miguel Ayun was in the city of Corona. 
I think that was the most interesting part of the lineup. But I think in the end, it might have just paid off uh, because he played the full 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I even played the full 90 minutes, which I think was a bit surprising. Um, and to be honest, Miguel Ayun, if he was a little bit, you know, more trained to be as a winger in that in, in certain positions at times, I think we could have maybe found ourselves with a little bit more goals than we actually left with. So um, the, the lineups came out. I think we all kind of felt this kind of aura that, yes, this is this looks like it's going to be a possibility. This looks like we, we can get a result because at the end of the day, that's what we wanted, a result. And um, I think the way we started off was really, really good. I, I think we kind of took the game a little bit to Germany. We weren't afraid to go toe-to-toe with them, and uh, we – we honestly, we wanted the ball. We didn't want them to have it at, at, at the beginning. I think we wanted to dictate as much as possible. Um, and I think, you know, the players did their best. And, and I think they achieved the game plan, which was, I think, in the first 15 minutes, try to put them under pressure and, and try to be and try to be the team that has the most possession. I don't know if you agree with that or not. No, I mean, you, you really see it, too. I mean, obviously, you know, toward the end of the game, you know, you, you see it soaking in that pressure too as well. But, you know, this team really, whenever whenever we got the ball, you know, kept that possession. You know, there's something that you saw um, going towards the counter too as well, which, you know, whenever we had, you know, set pieces in corners, you know, you see like two to two to three guys staying up top outside the box, you know, just to get that counter going. And that's what, that's what really benefited us in the end too. Yeah. Brian, what was your take of the first 15 minutes? Oh, it was very good. I mean, even the first 50 seconds – uh, mm-hmm. They got uh, one of my things I said in the previous one. I said, start feeding the feeding the wings. I mean, I did, thought Corona was going to play, but Lozano being that one guy, he got involved quickly, um, and that was good because Germany's like, okay, hold on a second, um, that ki- that kid could cause problems. But they didn't really learn their lesson totally. Um, nope. And and the one the one thing I wanted to go back about Layun, I, why I think he was in that position, is because he is he does play. Defense. I know that is, a, is one of his weak points, but he had to mark um, some of the midfield in, on, when as they're playing the counter. And there were several times he got the ball free. And I think yeah. that goes to his, his defensive mindset. And that's why it, it paid dividends. Um, but he did, you know, but he, he held his own. So, um, but yeah, that's for the first 15 minutes. Um, we had, so there were several counters that really could have paid off big time before, before, um, you know, later on, the first goal. Yeah, before we score the goal, which I believe is around the 30th minute, correct? Uh, 35th. 35th. 35th minute of the match. Before then, I think we had maybe, what, two, three opportunities? I'm not saying they were the best or the the most clear chances, but, I mean, I I remember Hector Moreno's header, uh, that, you know, Neuer's tie-ups. I think someone who had a very, very good game was Carlos Vela. Yeah. I would I would yeah. agree with that. He did really well uh, with the ball at his feet. Um, he had a couple uh, times where he led the attack, um, but I mean, again, we we just lacked a little bit of finishing on, on everyone's part. But I I, I think he's going to be a, a pivotal piece coming forward. I think so too, and I think the fact that he kind of was in that kind of free roam position, he he was able to just kind of move around the pitch and kind of be you know his own boss in that sense. Um, and and really, whenever he had the ball, you saw him you know take on a couple of Germans here and there. They they even had to resort to just kind of fouling him at some point because he was just running circles around them. Yeah, I think uh, Hummels had a pretty hard foul on him, and Vela was going to go right past him if he didn't stop him. Exactly. 
exactly. So, I mean, it did. I, I think he was very important to our game plan, and I think he was very important to how the team played within those first 30 minutes. And then I think the goal, the, well, we'll talk a little bit about this and, and what happens, but I think we did well, and um, I, I think we put Germany under pressure. I don't really remember Germany having any super clear-cut chance, you know, right before we score a goal. I don't know if you, if you gentlemen can remember. No, not, not before we scored. I don't. Uh, the closest they got was that Timo Werner got behind the back line, which mm. kind of made your hold your breath because that's what it looked like in the Confed Cup. But his shot went wide. It wasn't really that that close to being a goal. Yeah. But that's you know about what? It. We kept seeing that. We kept seeing uh, Timo Werner get into these, uh, get behind uh, the, the backs of, of Moreno and Ayala. Uh, which was a very, very concerning. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. So it's because it, 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 if it would have happened once, you said, well, it happened once. But the thing is, it happened so many times um, that, that it was worrisome. But um, I think at the end of the day, that the, the team handled it well. I think I think they kind of I'm not saying they let him uh, kind of, you know, win them in 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 that aspect. But I think they were they knew how to manage it. You know, they were the. And and to be honest, we defended like I haven't seen before. I mean, we threw our bodies in front of the ball, just kind of just laid everything out. Said, you know what, if 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 it hits me, it hits me. But nothing's gonna get get past us. Right. So, I think that was yeah. great. And um, I think we we controlled the game at that point, and then we go on and we score a beautiful counterattacking goal that puts us one nil ahead. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought at the moment Chucky Lozano cut in. I thought that was the end of that. I was like, great, there's probably going to be a defender or something hap- something's going to happen. But the way he shot it and the way it snuck in into Neuer's first post, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. I screamed as loud as I could. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, dude. I mean, I was at Hooters. There was like maybe like three Mexican fans there too as well, and they were just jumping up and down screaming. <laughs> I mean, Brian, run it down for us because I think you 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 explained it to me perfectly exactly how this how this uh, counterattack goal works. Yeah, so basically, well, Mexico was comfortable with what was going on, and then Herrera came in behind one of the German players. I'm forgetting who it was. Popped the ball loose, went to Moreno. Moreno found Cheech. Cheech found Guardado. Guardado back to Cheech, led the attack. Dumped it off over to Lozano, cut shot with near post goal, and I mean that's that's like FIFA stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like generally, we see like if Mexico, you would think like oh Mexico scored on Germany, like oh maybe a penalty kick or a corner that popped. Yeah, out. some set piece, something. Yeah, but no, that that's the way I want to see them score. That's what we wanted to see in friendlies, which I mean now means nothing, but was like okay, we made we had a build up, we got that one two pass or. Or it, we changed the side of the field, switched the ball over, got a header in, you know, something like that. But that play was just picturesque. Like you, you can't write that one better. No, you can't. You can't. And it, it was like you said. It, 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 it seemed that it was the perfect Hollywood script at that point. <laughs> right. You know, you're running down the line. You, you score that and that beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, counterattacking goal. But that wasn't our first counterattack, to be honest. I, I no. think that was that. That it was, was like the third. I think that was yeah, the third one. That was the third. That was the one that we actually finished in this yeah. in in the sense. Um, and if, if, wow. and if you go back and look at it too, I mean, if you look at it from a, from certain angles, you see that newer barely gets fingertips on it, but obviously just not enough to stop it from going in. 
Well, and he shot it. I mean, with that was a rocket of a shot. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but still, I mean, like you can go back on it. That just is the fact that newer got fingertips on it. Still, I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I think Neuer had a pretty decent game. Fuck, he did. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And and the call for Germany was whether or not he was going to be just a hundred percent Neuer ready. But I think he 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 was, and and I think that's good because it it tested us. I. I think when we were looking at this Germany side, we we knew this this Germany side had a lot of youth. They had a lot of also experience and talent. But I think the one thing you looked at was the the back line, and the fact that it, they the the back line was I think the the weakest point for them because they were much older, which meant they were much slower. Um, and and I think I think to to Brian's credit, I think that's why he said you know use and abuse those wings because we have the fast players and we can definitely. In a one-on-one opportunity, I think we can definitely outpace them. Right. I mean, but you look at it. You look at it too, and you see how much the fullbacks are just pushing up the field, too, as well. And it really didn't seem like they came back a lot, too, for to, to defend. Yeah, it, it's almost as if uh, their game plan was like, "Hey, <laughs> it, even if it's not working, keep doing it, and, and eventually it will." And it it never did. So if you're going to have all those guys push forward. Max was like, "Hey, if I've got if I've got nine yards of space, like, th- thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna use it. And 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 we used it very very well. You know, Absolutely. And, and, and anything you want to add on to this, Dylan? No, I mean that's just something obviously to to really point out is how much their their fullbacks were really pushing up, and you didn't you didn't really often see them come back as much as you think they would to defend that." too and you know just the fact that the midfield was able to hold down Tony Cruz and you know people could say Mesut Ozil too as well you know really it just it's something as a lot of points of the game it seems like they're just playing out from Jermaine Boateng or Matt Hummels that's true that's true and then I think if we touch upon a little bit of that 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 uh wingback situation for Germany on on our end when you see Carlos Salcedo there, you know he's not going to be the 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 wingback that kind of goes forward and pushes forward, kind of like what a Gallardo would do. But right. I, I don't even think Gallardo even pushed up as as forward as we'd expect him to. No, not as much. I don't know. It wasn't that much as as you usually as you would think it would. And I think if you read into that, I think that shows one that it, it was clear that each player had a kind of instruction on you can do this much, but you need to be focused on this much. So tactically speaking, they were very disciplined, you know, and I think that's that all of the players were. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that was wonderful. Um, let's just talk a little bit about uh, Osorio's game plan for this. I think, you know, I, th- I, th- I think it worked out perfectly. And this is something that we've criticized Juan Carlos Osorio so much, but I mean, sometimes maybe overthinks it. But I think in in this case, I think the fact that he did and, and it looks like he prepared this game for this game for like the longest time, and it actually paid off. What what do you what is your what are you guys' take on this? Well, there's that uh, that secret weapon, that secret tactic I told you about last week, <laughs> and we were talking about that. And I think, do you think do you think we actually saw that secret weapon or secret tactic? I, I think me and Brian both said that maybe we even didn't even need to pull it out. Well, well, um, I remember Tom Marshall. He tweeted out, I think, at the press conference that Osorio said that they they were planning that their game plan like that for six months. They've been doing that for six months behind closed doors where none of the press is seeing there and obviously they're not seeing it in none of the friendlies either so they've just been doing doing what they did behind closed doors the tactics that they pulled out against germany 
that is amazing. Do you think that no, I, Brian? How do you how do you take this whole secret weapon thing? Thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't look like there was anything a major secret other than the fact that they had the game plan down and they mirrored the four two three one and uh, they 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 clamped down on on Cruz and Kadita and. Um, Germany was like, no, it's fine. We'll just push forward, and I don't know. Just everything kind of fell into place. I don't. I mean, if there's some secret weapon, maybe there could definitely be in still still in the uh, glove compartment. Still, hopefully it is. Hopefully we didn't have to use it because I think that speaks a lot about us if we didn't have to use this so-called secret weapon. Yeah, exactly. So, so we score that goal. Everyone's ecstatic. The players, the coaches, the fans. We're all buzzing. And then I think because of our excitement, I think we get a little bit carried away and you see Germany kind of go a little bit more on the front foot. And because of that, I think, uh, you know, we get a little bit reckless and we we, caught, we 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 force a foul where maybe I think if we played a little bit smarter, it wouldn't happen. And then there goes that free kick from, from Tony Cruz. And, of course, because of that, our boy Ochoa comes up pretty big. You know, and I, and I think that was really the first really big test that he had. He had a couple of different shots, but they kind of all went to him. Uh, and and he did very well to secure the ball. He never gave a rebound, which I think was wonderful. That's that's the major key because they're, yeah, they're 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 shooting that ball in seventy miles an hour. It's like it doesn't matter. Uh, it, you can pull you can pull any type of move on accident and it bounces right to a, a forward. Exactly. You know what I mean? The friction was good. Yes. So. Um, I, I think that was amazing. I, I thought at first, oh, it hit the post. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until they the commentator said, no, he got a he got a, a touch on it. And then they play the reback. And you see clearly, if it wasn't for his touch, that was an automatic goal. Right. Five saves in the first half. Five saves. In, that speaks a lot on, on, yeah. on, on, on what he did. And granted, yes, they weren't all like crazy saves. Like, you know, they were all upper 90 saves or anything like that. But... The important part about this is you see that he made these saves. One, he didn't give no rebounds. I think we just went over that. Very important. Uh, two, his positioning. His positioning was, was very good. In order for him to make those saves was because he was positioned very, very well. And three, I think he just commanded his area and, and his defense very well that even you know even when Germany had these shots that they were kind of not in the best comfortable position as to where they were going to you know pressure him that much. So I think... Overall, I think Ochoa's just showcased how confident he is in goal, and and he just kind of oozes this sense of you know I'm, I I got you guys' back for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely, and that was I I got the result wrong, but that was one of my predictions was Ochoa was going to show up just like Brazil and have some big you know flare saving uh, moments, and he he definitely did and. I, I've never, never been more comfortable with it with a go- with a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you that you said it, Brian. I think Dylan too. You guys said it that because I even asked you who's the who's going to be the most important player on the pitch for us, and you both said Ochoa, and he was, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm so thankful he's Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now now to a bigger club, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Napoli, supposedly. I don't know. Yeah. I've heard that story like six times in my whole life. I know. I know. And There's a lot of rumors going on, which we'll, we will address later on about the South Korea game. So yes. we'll, we'll knock that out. Yeah, we will. 
and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. But I think the final whistle blows. I mean, uh, the first half whistle blows, and and you go into the half thinking, okay, we have this lead. Now we kind of need to keep going at it. We can't stop because my worry was after the first forty-five minutes. I think with that one little advantage was we're gonna come out and we're just gonna be a little bit. But we weren't gonna be playing to the same rhythm that we were in the first forty-five minutes. I thought if we relax too much, if we give Germany a little bit too much of the ball, a little bit too much of the space, they're definitely gonna kill us. You know, this is Germany. They're, they're, they're the fin- defending champions. They they know that they can't lose their first game. You know, mm. it's 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 going to be embarrassing for them. I, and, and I knew they wouldn't come out with everything, which I, I, I think they did. Um, but I think the game plan that Osorio had for the second half worked pretty well. It wasn't perfect, but it, it worked pretty well because I think things could have been different. Things could have, you know, we could have done things differently because at certain points, I think we were just kind of hoofing the ball and playing kickball, you know, Um mm-hmm. But it kind of worked that sometimes because we got some counterattack going because of that. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about the second half. How did you come into the second half knowing that you have that one nil advantage, Dylan? You know, I, I I feel like you know coming obviously to the start of the game. You know, I feel like Germany um, felt some momentum and they got it going. You know, obviously you know still looking dangerous, still getting the ball into the areas they wanted to, but you know just really couldn't find that that really them going to finish off their shots either too i mean like we said they had some chances you know obviously not getting there either they missed or ochoa um came up big and made some saves too but really you know like you said too you know we came out with the exact same game plan you know obviously you know didn't execute to perfection but it still paid off pretty well you brian how did you take it coming into this 45 for as the second 45 minutes well i was expecting more changes from germany um and they really didn't do anything to free up uh, Cruz. And basically, Mexico just had to do kept, keep doing what you had to do. You'll find your chances. You'll get your shots. And they did. They have a lot of shots, just as Germany did. But yeah, um, they're when they give you that. I mean, maybe maybe the secret weapon was uh, Osorio memor almost memorizing what uh, Low does depending on, on, on a tactical change, and he never did it. So it's like, okay, just, hey, guys, follow suit. You know what I mean? I thought you were going to say that the that the secret weapon was Os- uh, Osorio himself, like, changing and coming onto the pitch or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been something. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think the fact that – because let's be honest, I think a little bit of this we kind of, you know, there was, a, there was times where we got lucky. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, there were there, there was there's a, a few scary moments, and I would say the the two scariest ones when the ball went off of Salcedo's foot and yes. Julian oh. Julian Brandt's one timer because that was oh my word that was a rocket of a shot that if that went in really... I I don't think I could have been mad well no he still get a point which which is good <laughs> but uh, that would definitely break my heart you know what I mean but it was a rocket of a shot like yeah. I, oh my god when he took it first time I was like wow and then I. You obviously see that it, it hits the post. You're like, no way. So <laughs> yeah. that I think, yeah, I think that had to be the scariest moment because when they replayed it again, I was my heart was still pounding. And oh, and then we'll, at the end of the, I think at the end, didn't Neuer come up for a, a corner kick? Yes, yes. yes. I was like, yes. please, please pull a FIFA and pop the ball out and just leave a shot from seventy yards. <laughs> yes, I was like, Neuer cannot Munoz us. He cannot. No, no, no. 
I think Munoz, since he was with the Fox, he's like, no, I'm, let me get down there. I'm not make, I'm, I'll, mark, I'll mark him. I know. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, we had scary moments. Let's not lie. It, 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 it is what it is. We had those scary moments. Um, and we got a little bit lucky here and there, which is fine. I think, you know, no matter what happens, sometimes a little bit of luck uh, either goes your way or, or against you. But that's the way the sport works but, sometimes. But we have to say, but then again, you have to say the same for Germany because – uh, I like. I'm rewatching the game right now, and Vela had a chance to curl the ball in, and not, eight times out of ten in, in, with LAFC here, he hits that one. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so there was that. moments where Mexico could have just piled it on. I was so frustrated that we couldn't finish our chances because that four nil prediction could have came true, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would have really looked at it differently. Yeah. Would have been that would have been a, uh, a wild score, too, but I'll take any result like that. <laughs> 1-0, I'll, I'll take it. So that, uh, that that brings me on to my next point, which is the substitutions. Um, How did you gentlemen take these substitutions? I think the only one that made sense was when Edson Alvarez came in, for me, for me at least. But um, if I'm not mistaken, the first one was uh, Carlos Vela came out. And Edson Alvarez came in, correct? Yes. Yeah. At that point, I made sense. Like, okay, he's going to switch to that 4-4. Four, four, I mean, that 4-3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's fine. Edson's going to play in that center defensive mid. We know he can do it. This is a big moment for him. I hope he takes it with, you know, with, with, with both hands by it. And he did. I think he had a fantastic game. I think he really did. He, yes. he, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't even look like he was playing his first World Cup. He, he he really stepped up with, with which was which as a Medicanista too made me proud. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And what, um, what I don't know if I said it off air last time or on air, but it, same with the Belgium game. I mean, before the injury, he was balling. We're like, well, this kid's this kid's legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he did it again. He did. He he played out of his skin. He threw himself at each ball. And there's one thing that we've, that me and Dylan have criticized him, and and a lot of people have criticized him that he slides in a little bit too much sometimes, which makes me yeah, a little bit nervous. I see that. Uh, but this time he didn't. I, I think he 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 did it when it needed to be, and and he just he he outplayed. And uh, and I, I really hope that uh, he he gets some some minutes against South Korea and Sweden also because I think he's a very important player, um, because. As well as he can defend, I think going forward, I, th- I think he can pass the ball really good. You know, yeah, I, I, I think I, he I can, agree with that. I think he can pick pick out a decent pass, um, and he's just—I don't know. I, I, you look at this kid, and, and you don't think he's what? What is he? Twenty? Twenty? Yeah, twenty. You don't you don't look at him like he's like this twenty-year-old kid. You, he looks like he has experience. He's matured, of course, because of the times he's been playing with America, and what two years into making his debut. Or or is it three? I, I can't remember. Uh, it was the end of twenty. It was at the December twenty sixth. What was it? Twenty sixteen. He came in. So oh shoot! We're talking no, two years then. Two yeah, years from years, from yeah. making his debut in professional yeah. soccer. And that and the very first time I ever saw him play, he was in Phoenix with the U twenty ones. Yeah. And they brought like a U eighteen actually, and he was one of the best players playing against a USL team. I'm like, hmm, this kid's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's keep an eye on him. And then he blew blew up like six months later with a medica. And I'm like, whoa, this kid's like legit. And he is. And and, yeah. and regardless of 
what you know his the whole controversy with his girlfriend and the things he said about playing with different teams that doesn't matter at this point no. he showcased that he's a really really talented player and the only thing that makes me sad is that he might leave america after a great world cup <laughs> yeah it's sad but you know what yeah, but i'm all for it he deserves it he deserves yeah. it too yeah. i am all for it i'm all for it and, and, and one it, thing i noticed about him the, the little things like especially when a, a shot's coming he keeps his hands behind him, so there's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no uh, chance of, you know, inadvertent uh, in, in, in handball. Um, the way he marks and jockeys down a player, like it's smart. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't bite in too much. He, like we have falls, uh, faults, everyone has faults, but uh, at least in this game, he played it just how he needed to. Exactly. I mean, if you see this guy play, just kind of just focus the camera on him. You can see that he's a very smart player. Obviously, he's not this. He's not with a has a whole bunch of experience granted he will make a mistake here and there but for the most part he's a well-rounded player and i think i think we're safe in that department right yeah so, and, and, go, and, go down, go. And, and benefiting too is whenever osorio took him uh to the cafes cup too you know because he was obviously around the same group of players that are playing now too in the world cup mm-hmm. yeah so I, you can only imagine that did wonders for for the group you know mm-hmm we can only imagine Mayorga kind of missing out, but he would have made it if Brian was the coach. If I was manager, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a secret weapon, so maybe it's good I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> wow. So that was the first substitution, which I think was great, and I think it worked wonders for us. Um, and then he, he proved himself. I, I think I start questioning after the second one, and it's Lozano to come out for Raúl Jiménez. At this point, I was like. Okay, let's see where this goes. I think if you're gonna play two strikers, what's gonna go on? Uh, but he kept him on the wing. He kept Jimenez on the wing, which we we know he's done before. This is not a surprise for us. I just thought that you know what is he trying to do with uh, with bringing in Jimenez? And then you kind of realize that he was kind of there to kind of because it goes back to what I was saying. At some point, it looks like we were just playing kickball. I think he was there to try to win those aerial battles and yep. start that counterattack going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just a little too quiet from him too, as well. You know, then to me, doesn't really make an impact on the game. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I think what Osorio wanted, fault, or was that the fact that um, at that point we were we weren't playing to you know feed the strikers. We were just kind of throwing the ball up there and say, here you go. If you can start a counter, go for it. Yeah, I mean that, that's the only thing you know. But you know, at the end of the day too, you know, it it kind of is what it is. You know, I, I feel like. He didn't. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just kind of weird in a sense. You know, I just didn't feel like he made that huge of an impact. Which sucks. Yeah, I, no, go ahead, Brian. I was gonna say. I think he came off too. Now, obviously, you can throw in a Ticatito or an Aquino. Um, I think he. I think Irving Lozano came off because I think he was gassed. And, and mm-hmm. when I'm watch, when I rewatch this, he's defensively helping out a ton. Yes. Which I think makes Gallardo even look better because Gallardo just needs all you need to do is mark up. If Lozano's making thirty yard runs, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's why he's gassed out. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? PSV. He doesn't have to do that on 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 the regular, but right. I, I think that just shows the commitment from each player yep, that, that they had to get this result. And Ra- Raúl did have one disappointing counter. Yes, he, he did. Had, he had a wide yeah. open pass, and it just went bounced off a defender and screwed it up. And I was like, "Dang, dude, you could have ended that right there." 
And that was the worrisome part because we had all these counterattacks, but we weren't finishing. We weren't. Our, our final passing was horrible. Our decision-making in the final third wasn't right. At some point, I was like, it's, it's like I'm watching America. Yeah. It's like it, it felt like that. It felt like we were watching the 20, 2018 America from the Clausura. It was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, hopefully for Jimenez's sakes and in – and he gets another look at with South Korea, and he actually, you know, takes these opportunities a little bit more. Um, and we'll see. I, th- I think the game plan is going to be much different, so it might suit him if he does maybe, maybe, I don't know, start or potentially come off the bench. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I think for the most part, the role he missed one wasn't as crazy. Now, this one was a little bit worrisome for me. <laughs> Rafa Marquez coming in, and we're taking out Andres Guardado. Yeah. I'm baffled at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. why? What 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 kind of sense did you make of this when when you're seeing the substitution being made, Brian? All I can say is I think Osorio just wanted um somebody I mean, Guardado can, but another another voice on the pitch to organize everybody. Um and granted, you know, we know Rafa's not going 45 minutes, so eight. What was it? 18 minutes he played. Uh, he can get through with that, and um, I, I don't. It's not my number one sub to have him in, but if there's something else, another reason why he went in, and I think it's because of organization. And he had a couple good. He had a couple good uh, plays out there, so I can't. I can't rip on him totally. That's true. I'm, I'm not gonna say he had the the worst game. I was just a little bit worried because right. I mean, those Germans have some pretty good legs and and, and pretty fast. So I was but worried that. Time, but at the, but at the same time, Alvarez, uh, Salcedo, and Ayala were still playing, and those guys had been covering ground all all day, and they were marking all day. So it's kind of like, well, okay, one more defensive minded player might not be the worst, but it's not the first option you usually put in. That's true. And I think once he makes that substitution, I think everyone knows, okay, he's trying to close out this game. Yeah. And then and but I think you said what, there's still eighteen minutes left? Yeah. I, I mean I was I was like, No, there's still eighteen minutes left. There's like I'm worried, like you know, and no disrespect to Rafa, who's done wonders for the Mexican national team, but I don't know, I, I, I felt the fact that we're losing Guardado and and, and I, I think he played I, I kind of position for position because I think Edson still stayed a little bit deeper than, than Rafa. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I, I, I think there's one player that we're not mentioning here that I think had a phenomenal game and everyone agrees that had a phenomenal game. I think what Hector Herrera displayed on the pitch was, I mean... Masterful. Yes. Yeah. yes. If there was a word for it there. I mean, just... Amazing that a player that maybe has gotten so much backlash within a couple of weeks because of what happened in uh, down in Mexico, for him to play the way he played, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah especially <laughs> with rumors of people saying he's not even going to play the World Cup. And he's, exactly. They just shut everybody up. Just, just shut up and just whatever. You know, just, just watch what happens on the field. Yeah, and that's the important part right here. This is what happens on the pitch, and he demonstrated that he is. He can potentially be world class mm-hmm. with what he was doing, the way he was moving, passing, running. I, I don't know what they fed him, but he was a machine the whole game. The he, fact he's that an he, engine. he's an engine, yeah, yeah, 
and, and his, his stock just rose. I mean, uh, I believe it's a 40 million release clause on his contract too. And so I'm pretty sure the stock rising is going to be pretty close to that already too. Yeah. Unbelievable. What I should did out there. Um, and it was just great. It was great because I think if he can carry himself like that, I mean, you can only imagine what he can do for us in the next couple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. But I gotta be careful though with that yellow. Yes, that's yes, true. That's, that's the only thing that I think. If if you were to criticize his game, I think that was the only thing that you can kind of say. There were two boneheaded yellows. They weren't even for dirty plays. Uh, and Moreno took forever. To take exactly. The exactly. Kick, and then Herrera kicked the ball backwards. So it's like uh, I'm wasting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. The Moreno one did get me mad. Yeah. I know the, the first one was in the first half too. Moreno's yeah. yellow card was in the first half, which is scary. It's scary. No, yeah. it, it was scary because you think, okay, you still have all these Germans that are gonna be going attacking, attacking, attacking. Uh, you know, what if he, you know, what if the referee makes a mistake and calls a foul and gives you a yellow? You know, now you run that risk. Of leaving as a man down, and then the worst part about it too. Next game, you don't know what's gonna happen. What if you get a yellow? Now you're leaving us without anyone against Sweden or the other way around. You know, yeah. you, we get to Sweden, you get a yellow, can't play the next game. It's just you, you have to be smarter about these situations. I agree with you. And oh, just one 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 last comment about Rafa here. Yeah, I'm re- I'm replaying this. I think I know exactly why he put him for Guardado, and I think it's it's for the for the passing too, because the ball was popping out. And that's where Mexico was winning the ball was right in that midfield when you know a header would come out because they were resulting on crossing, and yeah. Rafa is known for his passing. Yes, he is. So I think that's kind of the uh, along with the organization part uh, vocally. I think that's another reason why he was out there. Yeah, I I, I could see that too because I think he he could have orchestrated a counterattack real easily with yeah. with the way he can precisely pick out a pass. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the only worry. I know. I know our friend Label here was also mentioning a little bit about that. That uh, whenever the Marcus substitution came on, he, he was a little bit nervous. I think, as many of us were, if we weren't yes. already nervous enough about the result. Um, but we hold on. We hold on, and I mean, gotta give credit when credit's due, and I think we we deserve that. I don't. Th- I don't think anyone can take that away from us. No, they you know? played so hard. I, I mean. I, I I would be gassed after ten minutes against the number one team in the world, you know, with all the yeah. nerves, and they just played it. And one last comment: uh, good good on the ref too, on some of these, you know, challenges. I, there was one time when Gomez went down, and in Salcedo yelled at him, he's like, "I didn't even effing touch you." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ref, refs bite on these stuff, on those things. You know what I mean? The guy, uh, for the most part, played a pretty decent game he let the game flow he didn't chop it up or anything like like today's uh croatia argentina match that was a nightmare <laughs> and it was and it was a little nightmare a literally a nightmare for argentina when they're sure. losing 3-0 that's 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 for another podcast not ours yes. um <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean, final whistle blows. I after so much and after so much, you know, illusion and talk about Mexico and Germany and how we got the crappiest group. That that's the group of the muerte. Germany's gonna steamroll over Mexico after Brian's favorite commentator had mentioned that we were nothing but a tiny little soccer nation. Yeah. That they're, they're, they don't even play a good competition. <laughs> <laughs> Man. 
I would have paid anything to see his face right after the final whistle. Look at these friendlies. They beat they beat one team. Like, come on, <laughs> man. What are you talking about? Oh, man. <laughs> like to see Scotland there, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, what a result. I mean, we're still buzzing about it. I, everyone's been talking about it for that. They're still talking about it right now. I mean, you saw as soon as the final whistle blew, the streets got filled with Mexican fans. I mean, you can only imagine what was going down there in Russia. You can only imagine what was going <laughs> down there in Mexico. I mean, over here in the United States, I mean, you saw over there in Texas, people were celebrating over here in Los Angeles. And everywhere, everywhere, it was just a party. Right. I mean, uh, mind-blowing. Just And even to see non-Mexicans celebrating the goal and – final whistle and partying with everybody it's just a i mean this is the beautiful game you know what i mean and 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 to talk about those those non-mexican fans did you, did you guys see that uh club america was was watching the game yes I did. Yeah. and when they when the goal is scored everyone of course everyone it just starts going crazy but the one play that stood out to me was uh ibar when yeah, just jumped up and went crazy, started hugging everybody, and I was like, "I think you're officially a Mexican." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, he's he's Mexican football's helping him, and he, you know, he's just giving his respect. I know, so I just hope that uh, somehow makes him a better player in <laughs> for the next upcoming season. I think he's gonna be very important, but that's for a later podcast. Um, I mean, I was like, "Pinch me, I'm dreaming." I mean, I looked over to my dad. I was just, we both were just kind of like, it happened. We couldn't believe it. It was just, it, it was phenomenal. And then, of course, I predicted a 4 0, and everyone was, everyone I'm pretty sure that heard this was like, nah, this guy's crazy. I went to work the next day after we recorded this podcast, talked to my supervisor, and talked to my boss, and we were just talking about the game. And I told them, Mexico's going to go out there. They're going to win. They're going to win 4 0. They looked at me. They started laughing. They thought I was the craziest person in the world. They started making fun of me. They said, if, for whatever reason, Mexico does end up winning 4-0, we are going to make a shrine of you at the <laughs> office. <laughs> so, I'm, as you guys know, I'm a bit bummed out. Cause you, can, you, can you imagine going to work every day and there's a shrine of you for predicting a soccer result? I mean, that, that, that could help motivate me to get up out of bed, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you should at least have a framed picture like, for getting the, at least a win. I do, though, however, have a a text message from my supervisor. At, at, as soon as the game is over, he, texts, he texts me and he says, you were right. I'm so glad I was wrong. Yep. And I will a lot take of people that. Said, a lot of people said that. Yep. A lot of people did not believe in this Mexican side. A lot of people thought Germany's going to steamroll us. Yeah. You had the confidence going in this game the way I had confidence back in South Africa playing France. For yes, some reason, oh my I, like, God, I, I remember like, that game. I was like, I was like, oh, I, I, maybe it was me being blissful or whatever. But I was like, I, I, I think Mexico's gonna win this. And people I were like, oh, get the heck out of here! France is gonna steamroll. Exactly. So and I'm glad we were right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, and then it was just amazing. And then all these memes, all these great stuff started coming out. And and I, our our friend here, Chicken Biscuit, says, "Have you guys seen the goal with the Titanic music over it?" 
it's the best. I think Dylan, you haven't seen it because I see no, your, your response. I have not seen that. You need to go see this. This is freaking hilariously amazing. Like you're laughing, but you're just like, yes, that's how it feels. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, it was just amazing. It's amazing. You, you still go back and you still think about everything that you lived throughout those ninety minutes, and you know, you still get those goosebumps because it's it's like it's unbelievable to that I was able to witness such a great outcome, such a great game too, because if, if you're a neutral, this game was an amazing game to watch too. Oh yeah. Neutrals were, were loving it, to be honest. Um, uh, I think it was Ferdinand and um, Fabregas were just like, yeah, that was a great game. And obviously Ferdinand has ties with Chicharito. He's like, I, you know, couldn't be happier. What they executed everything perfectly. So even non Mexicans were enjoying it. Yeah, because I mean, if if you focus on this from a tactical perspective, f- what Mexico did phenomenal, phenomenal. If you if you're just there for the thrills, it was a very thrilling game. Yes, you know, and a lot of people said it was a bit like David and Goliath. Hey, I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's that. I, I would say no. that you know, we're we're a little bit apart with them. But I mean, if the neutrals want to see it that way, I guess the story came out true. I mean, I wouldn't say David and Goliath because I think, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, outside of our Scottish friend at ESPN FC, uh, Mexico, <laughs> does, Mexico does have a, a footballing history. Yes, they, they do underachieve in World Cups, but they have shown up. They have won hardware in, in, in non-World Cup settings. Like, they do deserve credit. It's just the way the – from the Confederations Cup to now, it didn't feel like they were that team. Nope. But, you know, I mean – and, and then, but but when players are talking confidently, they showed up. Mm-hmm. And you saw that. It was, yeah, yeah. was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But, I mean, nothing more we can say that, but bask in the glory that was that victory. And um, I'm pretty sure whoever's DVR, whoever has a DVR, burned copy of it, uh, send it over our way. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll remaster it. We'll make it 4K. We'll we'll do everything that we have to do. So that will ever it will always live in Mexican soccer history because it will. And I think I think you mentioned it too, Brian. I think it's the first time we ever get a victory over our first uh, over the first uh, the best team, quote unquote, qualified by FIFA. Yeah, I, to my not. I mean, they've definitely beat number ones, but in a World Cup, I think this is the first one. Amazing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's beautiful. But beautiful. the celebrations have to be short-lived because... That's true. And we're about to talk about that. Yeah. We're about to talk about that because we got two very important games coming up. And the most important, uh, our second most important one is coming up this Saturday. And let's, uh, I guess, let's just let's jump right into it. Uh, we got South Korea, gentlemen. A game where we would have imagined, oh, this is the easy game. This is the game where we're supposed to score four or five goals. This is going to be a walk at the park. But I believe, and I think many of us believe, that is not going to be the case. This single-handedly could be the toughest game yet for Mexico. and we'll talk Mentally. About mentally. Yes, mentally. Mentally, because the one thing that happens when you win against Germany in a World Cup is you you're just you're high on conf you're on cloud nine you're, you're you're on cloud nine everything is amazing and there comes the chance that you could be overconfident you could 
completely be overconfident and you look at South Korea and you say, I just beat Germany. We got South Korea down over here. You know, the, the players could easily be, this is going to be cake. This could just going to walk right through. We don't even have to put 100% effort into it and we'll walk away with a victory. And if we do that, and if we are a little bit, if we're overconfident in that sense, then South Korea could easily come and just sneak away with a result. Absolutely. Let's just go back one year. Uh, New Zealand. Yes. They, they, I mean, yes, there were injuries, and then Osorio, our criticism of them, making, I think, eight eight changes. Ridiculous. Um, they punched us in the mouth. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, now what? Well, you have to have a heroic goal from Raul, and then a, in a heroic play from Aquino to Peralta to, to get out of that. And the last thing Mexico needs is to to be on cloud nine for more than two days. Be on cloud nine for two days. Get over it because let's look at the other games. Look at Colombia. Yeah. They, they beat the living hell out of uh, Japan four years ago. Japan walks away with a 2-1 result. Mexico's in the same boat right now. You are you beat Germany, the number one team in the world. The last thing you need is to feel like, oh, it, 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 this is done on paper. But no, it's not because you can screw up. You can. Yeah. You could easily, easily screw this up. And I think that's what worries me the most is, like, I was so happy on Sunday. I was like, yes, we beat Germany. Yes, yes, yes. And then I thought about it. Now we have South Korea. Then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. We're going to be – We there's a possibility that this could work against us, which I hope not. But uh, the, the players look like they have the right mindset. They, they know that this was a great win. Now we just got to go out and keep proving ourselves. And All it right. starts off this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I was reading that there could be a possibility of, of at least two two changes in the squad. Which That's is, fine by me. It yeah. doesn't seem a lot. It just seems actually kind of adequate. Um, how do you guys take upon that? See, you guys, you guys just said it. You guys are fine. Um, how, give me – who do you think could be those two players that, that will be, you know, kind of on the bench? Um, I think it, it could be it could be uh, Raul, and then possibly depending on what uh, Osorio wants to do, either put Layun as a left back or take out Gallardo, um, and probably play Ticatito. Okay. So, so you'd have Lozano, Raul, Ticatito, and you've got two guys who are good with the ball at their feet, feeding in uh, a player who can get play score with his head with, with either foot. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of suits them. Okay, so let me ask you this: Give me your guys' predicted lineup and formation. Dylan, I'll throw it to you. Um, I read reports uh, that Osorio was with uh, um, Jorge Ramos, saying that Ochoa, Moreno, Hector Herrera, Chicharito, Layun, Chucky, and Guardado are the basis of the team. So I feel like somewhere along the line, these players are going to be in the starting eleven for certain. But I feel like it's going to be. Uh, Ochoa, Salcedo, Moreno, Ayala, Layun, um, Guardado, H. Oh man, kind of tough to uh, see who put put in there. Uh, I, I I really don't think it'd be Vela again. I feel like we won't go back to that what we did against Germany. Well, I I, I think there's 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 whispers of playing Fabian. Yeah, I would I would like to see Fabian. I'd I'd go with I go with Fabian, possibly come, uh, coming on, 
too as well. And then I'd like to see Tecatito, uh, Chicharito, and then Lozano back to a four four three three. Okay, Brian. Uh, I think we're gonna see similar. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's gonna be similar lineup. Um, but if, if, if okay, if that's true that he's he wants to use Chicharito as a base player, then I think he's gonna sacrifice uh, Gallardo, put Layun as the left back, and mm-hmm. then the uh, attacking mids can be Fabian. Uh, right winger is going to be Ticketito. Okay, okay. I could see like you not even making this, um, this, this, this game. True. Yeah. Because I think I think he likes Gallardo a lot, and I think he wants to keep playing him in that left back spot. I think he has a lot of confidence in him. It could be. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. But I mean, um, I will say this though. I will say this though. I forgot to mention this. Um, there was an interview, and I believe he said the reason why he used so many formations. Basically, outside of qualifying, because I think he was pretty standard with using the best of the best in the qualifying, but like the Confederations Cup and the Copa America, to not have a significant lineup was so that when player when the when the uh, other teams review us, they're like, uh, there's no real set formation or eleven. That's I mean, that's that's his mindset behind it. So I'm hoping he sticks to maybe. Eight solidified players outside of maybe injury or yellow card. Um, hoping that doesn't happen, but that's that's one thing about that too. Could you imagine if that was his intention for four yeah, years? The, just the, the, randomly put uh, just lineups everywhere and just just so it comes down to three games that where people don't know what you're doing. Yeah, th- that, that's what I always thought too. Like I'll, I'll like I don't know for some reason. You know what was it like? He's already had fifty games with Mexico about so, and so we've seen fifty different lineups, fifty different starting levels, Not one of them ever matching up. And like just for some odd reason, I I always just felt like you know, come World Cup, it's just gonna be bam. Like you're not gonna see any rotations. We're just gonna see the same basis from game one all the way in, until the end. Right. That is like me and Dylan conspiracy theory kind of status. <laughs> Wait. It's Mexican football, man. <laughs> that's true. That's that's full of conspiracy theories, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> um, but wow, I mean, hats off to him if he did, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple games he didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Imagine he's like, "Yeah, we had to lose seven zero against Chile, so that Germany didn't know what we were up to." Right. <laughs> I mean, um. hey. hey Maybe if he said it on Sunday, some people would have bought it. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but in terms of this game, um, this is the this is one thing that bothers me though about you know Mexico and its fans is is the whole cloud nine thing and it's like don't don't go the other way then you know what I mean like yeah. don't celebrate too much because this isn't the over this is it's the one game stage in, you know what I mean I mean let's look at the other games uh, Iran could have. Equalized against Spain. Yeah, Morocco uh, could have done the same. Yeah, uh, well, Senegal beats Poland. That wasn't predicted. So it's like, don't like I said, two days. Just take it two days and then get your head out of the, out of the, you know, the nirvana. Because this is you got to take this seriously, even if you're favored by a goal or two. Yeah. Yeah. I think, go ahead, Dylan. Oh, yeah, that's what a lot of players said, too. And a lot of players are already, you know, I feel like got their celebration out the way and are already looking forward to the next game, too, as well. You know, take not taking it lightly either and, you know, training hard, you know, um, 
a lot of coming out too from the psychologist that went with them too. Uh, a lot of credit was given to him for having their mindset set to beat Jeremy too as well. And I feel like the psychologist got them back on track too to realize that they got another game, you know, and anything could happen. Everyone at work, I, I kid you not, everyone at work makes fun of me because I told them that Mexico took a psychologist. <laughs> well, everyone. everyone. Even after he messaged, even after my supervisor messaged me like, you were right, I was wrong. And I told him, see, you had, I, I told him you have to believe in this team. He's like, you're right. And he joking around said that psychologist works magic. But as much as they joke around it, it's true. This guy has done wonders with the players because he's gotten that mindset completely different and then right. i think that's great you know and as, as much as they kid around that which i think it's funny i was like all right you guys want to joke about it it's cool but we're seeing the results it's true yeah yeah the, the results is what's something that we need to to advance and that's true that's true uh back to the point that you were making brian you're right uh we, we can't especially as the fans we can't just continue to be on cloud nine we we're celebrating like we won the world cup yeah and, I get it. Fine, like I said, fine for two yeah. days. Yeah, I, I get it. And and still, people are, are over the moon about it, and they should be. But let's also remember that we need to keep our, our, our feet grounded and, and, and know that there's two games left, two very, very important games. Sweden, who beat uh, uh, South Korea, now sit with three points as well. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen at the in against Germany. This is, I think my coworker said it best, is the most up, topsy-turvy World Cup there's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think there's been just so many upsets that, you know, you, you need to realize that you can only count on yourself at this point. There's no reason why we should fall into kind of an Argentina spot that we were just talking about them, where we're now needing to rely on another team's results. We can't do that. We need, no. to, be, we, we need to hold our own ground. And if, we, and if we get that victory against South Korea, then guess what? We're in the driver's seat. We own our own fate. And then after that, just take it game by game. You know? And it's going to be important. It's gonna, the first five minutes will say a lot about this team come Saturday. Well, I think they're in the, they're in the driver's seat right now. It's just not going to be yeah. as much of a driver's seat because nobody has Mexico winning this first game. So, no. um, and, and here's the thing. Um, back to the mindset, I and mean, hopefully the, the the psychologist and and the whatever you know meditate meditations and however they're they're going through with this, um, winning all the games goes says a lot, especially when you go yeah. to the next round because the next round team is not going to have won all their games, so that that is already an advantage of confidence plus a little bit of a threat towards the other team. It's like. Okay, they beat Germany, South Korea, and then Sweden. It's like, that's not a pushover. It's not. It's not. We'll have to wait to see who we face, but that's going to be that, – that, that's for a later time. But right now, mm-hmm. let's get that job done against South Korea, which – Yeah, get the get, – like we said earlier, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't overblow it. Don't – you know what I mean? Just play smart and get the three points because, I mean, let's be honest – there's enough talent here to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, there it really is. is. But I think this is going to be such a tough game because I think Korea is going to come out to play because they need points. They do. Which they need that. I think it's a draw. I think it helps Mexico. It does. It I, does. Think, I think if they were on three points, and um, I, I think they would be okay doing what Mexico did to Germany. 
So if the game's opened up, I think Mexico can find those spaces and exploit them. Um, but re- regardless of the fact that, you know, Korea might sit back eventually, but um, or, or or starting off, but they're they can't get away with one point. Yeah, they, they can't. Need, they need they need to start winning. Yeah. That just leads me to my next question. What do you guys think the tactics is going to be for this? Do you think we're going to see a Mexico side that's going to be very offensive? Are we going to sit back a little bit? Are we going to let Korea kind of have the ball? Are they going to let us have the ball? What's what's What are you guys thinking coming into this game? What do you think the tactics are going to be for the 11 that uh, Juan Carlos Osorio fields out? Anyone? Uh, I, f- I feel like, you know, to start off this game, you know, the, like you said, the first five to ten minutes are going to be important. I feel like uh, some possession will help, too, along the way and, and filling out this career team, too, as well. And then we'll go from there. You know, I feel like uh, at the start, you know, it's going to be a little balance, you know, between attacking and, you know, being conservative with the ball. But, you know, I feel like, you know, once they find that space and, and, and you know, really execute execute the game plan that they have set, you know, I feel like, they, I feel like they're going to find some goals um, within that space, too, as well. Brian, what do you think the the game plan is? Uh, I mean, it's not the worst idea to let um, South Korea have a little bit of possession to open things up a bit because I think we're just much more deadly on our attacking side. But I think eventually Mexico is going to just control the pace of the game a lot with possession. I think this is going to be similar to maybe a, a CONCACAF battle. Yeah, that's what I was. You know that's what I, mean? what I was thinking. I think this could be like. Uh, I, I'm hoping it goes the way the, the Costa Rica game went in the Azteca. I think that's kind of how I feel entering this game. Okay. So, basically what we're saying is Korea's no pushover and we're not going to steamroll them. No. no. And um, I think Unless they score early. I that's what I was going at. I think the best yeah. case scenario is if we get an early goal. That goes to our favor. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. What about if they if we concede right away? What happens to what happens to do? I think that if we concede at first and it's early, I think it's it's now it's time to see how well these players' mindsets are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how yeah. they can pull themselves out of this. I think you're gonna have a repeat of the New Zealand game. It's gonna have to come off of a couple couple miracles. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think we're we might be short on miracles after the Germany game. <laughs> true. We <laughs> got that secret weapon. That's true. I, imagine having been like, "This is our secret weapon. We didn't have to use it against Germany, but we need to use it against South Korea." True. Uh, yeah, um, that's gonna be something else. No, but I have confidence in this team and in these players, yeah. and I, I, I don't know because I'm not there, but you get a sense that they're not on cloud nine. They're working hard, and they know the next objective. And after that, they know the next one. And I think they keep going like this. They keep playing the way they've been playing. And if we can see them kind of dominate the game, then it's it, it should definitely fill us with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. So, gentlemen, favorite part of the show, give me your guys' prediction. Uh, I go to zero, Mexico. Okay. Uh, I'm torn. Um, I, I think it's either going to be uh, a measly 1-0, maybe off of an early goal again, and then we just can't finish. It's going to be like that Scotland game. Or Mexico opens the floodgates in the first 15, and it's a 4-1. So I think it's one of those two. Okay. 
I am going with another 4 0 prediction. Mexico takes it. 4 0. They're going to go. They're going to get four goals. It's going to be Andres Guardado. It's going to be Chicharito. It's going to be Chucky Lozano. And then Hector Herrera is going to finish it off with a Thunder Strike. Okay. I like it. I like it. You guys heard it here first. As always, we always got Mexico winning here by four goals because we know that they can and they will. They have to. Yes. So. Yeah, a, a, a win is most definitely still needed. If they, if they get a big win, like a 4-0 or 4-1, and then Germany wins 1-0, uh, we're looking pretty good. We are, because at that point, at that point, we, uh, we, we, all we need is a draw against Sweden, and we qualify as first place. Yep. Yes, sir. That's ridiculous. Or, or, or we win, and Sweden obviously wins, beating Germany, then we're still in. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, that's the, then it's the death game <laughs> to see who gets first. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh. Hey, it's the World Cup where we're seeing crazy stuff left and right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we can definitely see it. Can you imagine the reigning champions once again not making it out of the group stage? Hey. Wow. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. That's why we play it. That's why we play it. And that is why Mexico will win 4-0 against uh, South Korea on Saturday, which is going to be at 8 a.m. right here, Pacific time. That is 10, a- 10 a.m. Central time and 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time. So pretty early as always. Uh, make sure you guys get your chilaquiles going. I know I had some, um, which is probably bad for my diet, but that's, again, for another <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> So, I mean, we're confident, right, gentlemen? We're confident in the team getting the result, which is, you know, a, a victory. Anything anything less than that, I think, would be considered a failure. Yeah, the, the, then the Germany game, it's only good for the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. You need to roll with that momentum. Exactly. We can't live off just one game. Yeah. I think it's important that we keep going and, you know, keep, keep striving for more. And I think the team's got this. Um, I think it's important, too, that uh, we continue to get these clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because it adds confidence, you know, to the back line. And that's and something pads, that we... It adds Ochoa's resume. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's actually the only reason why I was bringing this up. <laughs> Keep it going. Uh, I want him to be, like, named the goalkeeper of the tournament. For that, you need to get the most clean sheets. So I think right now the only one that has two is Croatia's goalkeeper. Yeah, and then Denmark's guy just... He we had like a crazy streak, and he just lost his. Exactly. So I mean, right now there's a lot of goalkeepers on one, but if you look at it, he, the only one that has two is, right now is the Croatia one. And if Ochoa is able to get another one, he puts himself in a very good position. So, yes. as long as he wins, you know, if it's zero zero, that doesn't mean much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, no, I, I I'm confident in the team, and hopefully we can get we can get that going because I think it's important that. Uh, that, that we do walk away with a victory, a clean sheet, and overall that, that just boosts morale for the whole team. You know? Okay. So anything else you, you guys want to add on to this uh preview for the South Korea game? Um who who who's gonna be your man of the match or the, the, the main player to look for in this next one? All right, let's see. My curls are saying <laughs> I'm thinking it's gonna be Hector Herrera again. Good selection, good selection. I'm going to go out of the ordinary. If he plays, if he starts, which he may, um, may possibly Vela. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm going to... 
Yeah, if he doesn't play, I'm going to say Lozano. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to have to say Guardado in this game. Good pick. So. All all really good picks. I think. I yeah, you can't go wrong with none of the wrong picks. All right, so now we know what the game plan is. Close them down, make sure Sun doesn't get any opportunities, and walk away with four goals so that way we can party hard, just like we did <laughs> against Germany. So that brings it to the end. We're going to wrap this show up in a little bit. We're going to talk just briefly about our Aguilas in America and what they've been doing down there in Cancun. The schedule has been released. If I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yes, I saw it. I've seen it already. Do you have it there with you? Um, let me let me pull it up real quick. I don't have it. I just want you to pull up when uh, the the three the three big games, which is uh, America, Cruz Azul, and Pumas. I know the Cruz Azul one is on October twenty seventh, uh, which is like the jornada. I think it's like fifteen or something like that. Um, but uh, since the since the since the schedule came out, it uh, we're opening against uh, Necaxa at their home stadium. So Brian, how do you feel about that? Um, not great, not awful. Um, it could be a more difficult match, but uh, getting a ro- if they get a result on the road, I think it's a good way to get building confidence off of what what happened in the previous season. This kind of gives me kind of the essence of when we went to go play against Querétaro in the beginning of the Clausura, mm-hmm. and I think if we can get a result like the way we did, and I think it just it, it helps with pop. Mainly with confidence, really, at, at yes. that point. It's um, on Sunday, too. Yeah. So, Which is good, because that means yeah. we get to cover it. So yeah, that's true. That's we'll true. be there. Um, you got the schedule up or not yet? Yeah. Um, against Pumas, it's uh, Saturday, the 25th of August. And against Chivas, it is Sunday, the 30th of September. Sunday, the 30th of September. Okay. And then, of course, like we said, Cruzul is on the 27th. That is a Saturday a home game, even though we're technically going to be uh, the visitor no, side. It's going to be against, against them in the Estadio Stega. That should be an interesting uh, experience. So, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's still going to be packed with the medical fans. Oh, it's always <laughs> packed because of us. Wherever we go. Yeah. What are the reasons why they sell out? Well, speaking of which, um, they're playing United, Manchester United here in Phoenix. I'm going to try to cover that game. So hopefully, hopefully a lot of Madigan fans show up. <laughs> I'm trying to go down there. I will see about that. But it's it, it lands on a weekday, correct? Thursday, unfortunately. So I have to, yeah. It's not a Friday, unfortunately. I have to see. I have some vacation days coming my way. So <laughs> I may have to use them. Cause it's, Bring hey, a fan. Bring a fan. It's going to be a little hot. <laughs> I'm bringing one of those fans that throw blow out water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can imagine how hot it's gonna be. Um, but we'll see if we can get the we can get the Eagle Eye podcast down there as well. Should be interesting. I mean, it's it's America, you know, and it's also I guess yeah, Manchester United, but it's America, people. Yeah. It's America, but uh, I know they start their they start their road trip versus. Uh, their their US tour here soon too down down in Texas and then they come to Fresno and they're gonna be all over the place so that should be interesting and Dylan I believe you uh, tweeted out on the account there could be a potential signing announced in the in a couple of days mm-hmm. yeah Vili Escobar um, 
saying that Herrera said that a signing is close to being done and that the announcement's in a couple days. So kind of waiting to see on that, ready for that news, see who it is. It, but it's confirmed it's going to be a player, correct? Yes, number nine. Okay. Oh, a number nine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. Because I don't want them to be like, yeah, they're going to make an announcement of a signing and then they freaking signed another deal with Bimbo and then you're just like, go. Oh, well, this is a waste <laughs> of time. No, no, it's a player. Yeah. Number nine. Oh, should be interesting to see. I mean, gentlemen, if you just to take a random guess, what do you think's coming? Whew, who knows? Maybe De Jong. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody I know we have somebody for Linus to feed and add those stats. Finally. <laughs> I know it's like we hear the Jong news. You know that's it's it's getting there, but then you don't hear nothing else after that. Yeah, could be could could be for good reasons. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You, you know, you know, kind of kind of going off a little. No, going back to the schedule. You know, you you, you look at the look at the day today is the twenty first. You know, the opportunity starts in like literally almost a month. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> I even noticed that. Liga makes so. us to do so much better. Like they don't give. I mean, the the Super Copa MX crap, whatever they got going on, is the same day as the World Cup final. I mean, yeah, they got to yeah. give a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, at yeah. least the, the, there will be the time difference, at least. That's the only good thing. Yeah, really is. But we'll have you, to wait and see. Yeah. Well, <sighs> if I'm throwing a name out, I'm uh, um, Carlos Baca. Not bad. I'd take that. He's been linked. I mean. I'll take that. What's the one? What's the one guy's name again? That from um, Villarreal. Uh Rodrigo Martinez. I want to say. Roger Martinez. There you Roger... go, Roger Martinez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's your pick. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take Roger Martinez. To be honest, I hope that it's either minor, minor Brian's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that pretty much that wraps it up. We'll talk more America. Come, come the. Uh, Come the start of the season, which I guess is gonna be a month away. Wow, we're not gonna have that much vacation time, Dylan. No, back at it already. No, oh, well, looks like we're gonna have to cancel that trip to Tahiti. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps it up here. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to all of you who came down and chatted with us Chicken Biscuit, Leva, Tim Woods, everyone, everyone. We appreciate that. Thank you again, Brian, for hopping on to the podcast. No problem. It was a lot of fun, especially after uh, after a win. <laughs> Yeah, that W against Germany, it's it's uh, it's wonderful to be able to just ramble about it. Yes. Well, so uh, we'll definitely have you on in uh, a couple of months' time. You know, once the, once the league starts, and uh, once we need your expertise when it comes down to the Las Aguilas in America. No problem. We'll be here. All righty, Dylan. As always, thank you so much for coming on and being my co-host. No problem, man. You know, I always enjoy this. I know, I know, I I know I do too. Well, with that said, I am going to take these gloves off because, damn, my hands are sweaty. This wig (laughs) is freaking hot. And these glasses, to be honest, I could not see for pretty much the whole podcast. So, (laughs) hope you guys have enjoyed it. it has been the Eagle Eye Podcast episode 24. Thank you to everyone again. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. Uh, Brian, let them know again where they can find you. Uh, at Twitter, Brian RMW. 
That's right. We'll leave you guys a link with it as well. And uh, make sure you guys do catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Well, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Onward and upwards for La Selección Mexicana. And we got a big game coming Saturday. And as always, guys, vamos Mexico.